and welcome back to the new season of Tani Talks Pirkei Avos. We rebranded, we changed our name to the TTPA. In this season, we're going to use the commentary of the Sephorno, talking a little bit about the different Mishnayos, each paragraph, each Mishnah dictating a little lesson, a little idea to us. And sometimes if we have an idea of a person or a figure or a personality that can relate to the Mishnah, we might tie it in as well. And this time in this season, we're going to aim for five-minute bursts instead of ten, trying to keep it a little more succinct, a little more condensed. But in this episode where we bring the intro and this wonderful commentary of the Sephorno written with the translation and notes by Rabbi Rafal Pelkovitz, might take a few more minutes. Here, it was published 37 years before his commentary on the Torah. It was published during his lifetime, whereas the one on the Torah was published posthumously after his life, and this one did not gain as much traction as the other one, even though Perke Elvis, for me, is probably my favorite, if not of all my Svarim, one of my favorite Svarim. Svarna lived at the time of the Renaissance, and he was a fascinating figure and a fascinating person. There were many, many prominent people at that time who was exposed to great art and classical music and literature, and he had sensitivity for these things. The, the sayings of the fathers appeals, appeals to the aesthetic nature of man, which is integral to the man's soul, and it also helps to put the person's perspective on things. Sforno puts much of his own poetic, sensitive soul into his commentary and gives meaningful ideas for those, for those of us to learn around about it. And the principles, the conduct, the morals that are here in Perke Avos are here written by him, and he wrote it in a simple yet elegant and intellectual way, succinct, precise, and clear. Different things that we can learn from a different chadushim and his theological and philosophical prowess are, are fascinating. And as we see many things, he explains the dilemma confronting man, especially when confronted by different things in our perspective and different things in our own lives. He explains words of the Tana from historical perspective or personal experience, reflecting the time of the Tana that he lived and the Tana of which he lived. And the translation is not always a literal one, but it goes to explain how things tie in as well. And also... It brings to light different things that we could relate to, and hopefully in our own show we try to bring practical explanations as well. Of course, Chapter 1 talks about the teachings of the Nassim, the communal leaders, and the heads of the court from the beginning of the Second Temple period, according to the sequence of the generations, men of renown who guided their generations, luminaries in teaching, imparting understanding to the wise and their disciples that they may might refine their ways. In ethical intellectual pursuits, kindle and guide the eternal light. In chapter 2, the words of the Nassim are, 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 and others are set forth according to the sequence of the generations, the statements which are addressing the general populace like Zahirus Mevi'ili de Zirizus, watchfulness brings to zeal from Avodazaram. Gemara, this explains why it goes back to the words of Hill, who was a Tana after having completed the sequence of the Tanam, why he didn't insert them among the rest of Hill's own words. In chapter 3, we see the teachings of the great scholars of later day, also according to the sequence of their generations. These are structured on the basis of religious zeal, as Rezus, and directed also to the masses, urging them to witness the pleasantness of Hashem's word and to appreciate the knowledge of Hashem while guarding His ways according to His will. Chapter 4, 
The author of Avos sets forth, according to the secrets of the generations, pure sayings which teach the ways of uprightness, so that one may acquire and attain watchfulness and zeal, zerizos and zahirus, through good counsel and understanding. This happens when one sets out to honor Hashem through his deeds and careful to guard against that which diminishes the honor of Hashem, or, God forbid, elements of desecration of his name, God forbid. In chapter 5, it's analytical thought, implementation, their practical deeds discussed at length. At length, author teaches how honored are those who support Torn, how abhorrent are those who conceal the light of the master and judge of the universe. And we should be zochet to have wonderful things and learn wonderful things. And that's how the Sforno explains the commentary to the introduction to the Perke Avos. And of course, the way the Perke Avos starts, we'll stop here with the intro. All Israel has a share in the world to come. Shenemar. As it says, All your people are righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. They are the branch of my planting, my which to take pride. It's fascinating to note that this is the way that every parak starts. To realize that we're all branches, we're all plantings of Hashem, we're all seeds of Hashem. All we have to do is cultivate it. We're in the land. We can inherit the land. We're the branches of Hashem, His handiwork in which to take pride. We should be prideful of the fact that Hashem put us here in the world. What can we do to cultivate ourselves, our talents, our abilities, and make sure that we inherit the land forever? May we be zochem to inherit the land forever with Mashiach coming speedily in our days. Join us next time as we talk Mishnah 1-1 here on Season 5 of TTPA, Tani Talks, Perkei Avos.